summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. And this is episode 15, The Process. Just got back from my West Coast swing out in Vegas. What are you talking about, Vegas? Vegas, baby, Vegas. In L.A., and I'm, I'm back and better than ever in Skyfall Studios with my producer and co-host, Benny the Bear Jew Spielberg. I walked into this joint. Benny had a gas mask on. Smoking weed like a nut. I said, Benny, we got work to do. But uh, he, he's good. He's in the zone. Benny, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, Marky. Maybe there was some questionable paraphernalia at times. But uh, I'm feeling great. It's great to see you back on the East Coast, babe. I didn't know if you were going to make it. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, there were certain points out there I didn't know if I was going to make it either. That uh, That ride from Vegas to L.A., and back through that desert is absolutely brutal. Yeah, they got a lot of holes out there too, Marky. A lot of holes in that desert. I thought I was uh, going to end up on, in one of them because I originally went out there for Franco Chima's bachelor party, okay? And we had a hell of a time, one of the best times of my life, easily. We all kind of go home, go our separate ways, late Sunday night, Monday morning. Some people hung out till Monday night. I left for L.A. Monday afternoon and uh, stayed out in L.A. for four nights. Head back to Vegas on Friday. I'm driving back to Vegas. Now, I'm 60 miles outside of Vegas, and my GPS is telling me there's a five-hour backup due to an accident. Oh, no. This is after I drove four and a half, five hours to get this close to Vegas. 60 miles out, my GPS is telling me this. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This is unreal. I mean, honestly, I thought the GPS was full of shit. So I see an exit, and I'm like, let me get off, because I saw the traffic was totally starting to back up. It was borderline at a standstill. People were sitting on top of their cars, all types of stuff like that. It almost looked like... uh, Armageddon or something. I don't know how to explain it. I was going to say Independence Day. I was thinking, I couldn't remember the name of that Tom Cruise movie. The one with the alien. Yes, yes. It looked like that. Sure. Yeah, okay. And yeah, I can't even think of the fucking movie, what it's called. Me either. But anywho. So I'm like, let me get off at this exit because I got half a bottle of water left. I got nothing to eat in the goddamn car. God forbid anything happens. God forbid I'm stuck in this fucking desert. You know, humans aren't meant to be in the desert. Absolutely. So, let me get off. There Now, I see this gas station. It's like a big shell gas station. By no means is it this great uh, rest stop with accommodations and places to eat. This, so, I get the biggest bottle of Smart Water they got. I take a piss. I start talking to people. Hey, is there any back roads to get to Vegas? And the first person tells me no. I asked somebody else, it was a group of girls from Orange County, California. They looked like heroin addicts, but they were also on their way to Vegas. They said, yeah, this road over here, 
That's what our GPS is telling us. I said, okay. But I didn't I didn't end the, you know, the thought process there. This sounds like the hills have eyes. Is okay. this turning into the hills have eyes? All right, bear with me. So now I got two opinions. I got a yes and I got a no. And the yes is from straight drug addicts. So I see this old man now when I'm walking back out to my car. Guy looks like he's lived in the desert for 100 years. He might have been 100 years old. I'm not kidding. He's in like one of those old-time outfits that, you know, the guys that work on cars wear. Those one-pieces that zip up all the way. The overalls? Yeah, 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 that kind of deal. Okay. Dude looked like he was straight out of a movie. I'm the not, hills have eyes, it sounds like. I'm not kidding. This guy may have been anywhere from 90 to 100. He says, yeah, you take this road over here, you take it all the way down, you make a left, you go down to the next road all the way down, you make a left, and it'll put you back onto I-15 and take you straight into Vegas. But it'll take you about an hour and a half out of your way. So I'm saying, well, shit, an hour and a half is nothing because the, the, the backup was supposed to be five hours. Sure. Because apparently a car exploded and... You know, the dry desert, the fire spread off the road and on the road, and there's no fire stations. It's not like Philly. It's not like New York. It's not like any... There's no fire stations within uh, 50, 60 miles. So by the time the fire people got there, probably volunteers at that, they, they, they didn't have the means or the timeliness to get that fire out quick enough. Sure. Now... The directions the old man was telling you compared to the directions the drug addicts were telling you. Spot on. Spot on. Okay. Spot on. And I felt comfortable with this old man. I really did. As strange as he was, as old as he was, possibly senile, he was possibly an ex-drug addict. I mean, this guy weighed like 90 pounds. Don't see too many travelers around here. Where are y'all headed? was like 90 years old, was filthy in this. I would never leave that main road, but go on. Yeah, that main highway, I-15. So he says, you got to take this road. Now, Benny, I swear on my life, gang, if you don't want to believe me, that's fine. All you got to do is Google it. Uh, Guess what the name of this fucking road was that I had to take? The only road. The only option. The name of this fucking road was Chima Road. Wow. The same last name as that wonderful bachelor party I was just on. So long story short, I take this road, zero cell phone reception, zero houses. The AC in the car was blowing hot air on me. It was 105 degrees. My phone had like 10% battery. If my phone died, if my car died, phone died, anything happened, blew a tire, I was fucking dead. And nobody would have found me. The coyotes would have got you. Yeah, oh yeah. They would have never found me. It, it was it was horrifying. Dude, I've never been in this deep of the desert. This this random one road, one lane road. Oh my insanity. It sounds like the hills have eyes. You're lucky you didn't come across a village of radioactive people. Zombies. That that old man has been feeding humans to See, you're for the thinking last hills 30, have eyes. 40, I, 50 I was, years. I was thinking about Billy Crystal and our old friend John Lovitz in City Slickers. Okay. I okay. love City Slickers. That, that's what was running through my head. Okay. I was also thinking you could come across the guy from Vegas Vacation. Yeah, that, that who has a trailer, Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie, who has the trailer out in the radioactive yard. Either way, radioactive yard is where you were headed to. And, and he's a freak show in real life, too. Sure. 
And ironically, it was also an in, in Independence Day. Yeah. But, but so we were, that we're onto back. something there. So anywho, you know, Big Bang, boom. Next thing I know, I'm back on I-15, speeding down into Vegas. Got into, checked into the MGM Grand around uh, 4.35. It was, a, it was another, it was just a big-time weekend. Two back-to-back, big-time Vegas weekends. Vegas, baby! People were hitting me up. My good friend, the great Michael Pissarro, calls me all concerned. He asked me what I'm doing. And then he was mainly concerned about the status of my wardrobe and if I had enough clothes to wear. And I packed light, Ben. I brought my, my backpack and a duffel bag. I didn't check any bags. I packed light. You came for business. Yeah, man. And uh, I had to go shopping like three times out there for clothes. Yeah, sure. But anyway, I made it work. I heard you made a few deal signings while you were out there. Signed a few deals, folks. We are now sponsored. This show is now sponsored by Big Baller Brand. This episode is being brought to you by Big Baller Brand. And uh, we're uh, really, really pleased with this uh, union. I'm undefeated. Never lost. Will you stop it? Don't Never lost on TV. Won. That don't make any sense. We... Uh, Got some big news today from the Sixers. They acquired the number one overall pick in the draft from the Celtics. Sixers fans all across the city, all across the country are going nuts. Look, I'm not totally sold on it, uh, but it's cool nonetheless. They're certainly trying. They're certainly uh, making moves now to, to try to become a perennial contender. And for this entire episode and from here on out, I want you guys to refer to me as Mark L. Fultz. We are on the mark, and I am Mark L. Fultz. So that's who the Sixers will be taking with the number one overall pick. Won eight games with the Washington Huskies this year, which isn't too uh, exciting to hear. But, you know, Ben Simmons didn't make the tournament with LSU, and I don't even remember how many games they won that year. I think they won like 16 two years ago. So when guys go to that those type of schools, it's more of like a showcase because, frankly, they would have been drafted out of high school, can't do that anymore. So they do the showcase thing for one year, and they get drafted number one overall. It's not a bad business plan. Yeah, but when you look at the actual teams that Markel Fultz beat last season at Washington, it, it's piss-poor embarrassing. Benny, did they beat UCLA, Lonzo Ball's UCLA uh, Bruins this year? No, they lost 107 to 66 in the first game, and 98 to 66 in the second game. Any clue how many points Fultz had in those games? In the first game, he put up 25 points, Marky. All right. Well, that's that, you know, not bad. 25 of their 66 is pretty solid. That is solid. And, and look, he's not necessarily the number one overall consensus. There are some people who don't believe he's the number one overall pick. But with that being said, the majority still do think he is. They think he's a special talent. Um, I didn't watch a ton of Washington basketball last year. I don't know. I mean, sure, why not? Listen, I don't know if he's going to wind up being the best prospect out of this draft. But at the end of the day, it's such a deep draft you got to pick one of these guys and hope that it works out for the best. And I think he's going to be a nice contributor and really work well to the system that the Sixers are building with Simmons and Bede, Sarge, all these guys. And I think he's going to be a nice piece 
at worst, he's a solid scorer, and at best, he's a Damian Lillard type that, you know. Yeah, I had a, a good friend who I trust his basketball opinion. He said he thinks his ceiling is D-Wade, and I think that's a pretty solid, solid ceiling. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I would take that in a heartbeat. If it's me, if I'm making the call, I'm going Lonzo Ball. And uh, I truly believe that. Uh, I like how Lonzo would get Ben Simmons shots, easier shots. Because everybody knows from seeing what he did at LSU that Ben Simmons' shot needs work. Now, people fear how Lonzo Ball's shot is fairly unorthodox. But Ben Simmons would get him better shots. And that unorthodox form wouldn't come into question as often when you're wide open. The guy could hit shots when he's wide open. We know that. You know, I don't know. I just don't know how it's not being talked about, discussed, or considered. On top of that, you know, one answer to that question is Lonzo Ball's on record as saying he wants to be a Laker. LeVar Ball, his father, is on record as saying he wants Lonzo to be a Laker. He didn't want to go to Boston. So why would he want to go to Philadelphia? If, if, I'm, if I'm in that Sixers ownership group, or if I'm Colangelo, I'd be having the Ball family out to dinner, talking jive with them, selling them on Philly, selling them on the Sixers, selling them on the history of the franchise, and where the franchise is going now with Embiid, Sarich, and Simmons and company. I think... There are some valuable selling points there. Well, don't forget, the Sixers were the second team that Ball said he would work out for after first saying he would only work out for the Lakers. So he actually showed some interest yeah. in the Sixers. Now, showed I don't some know, love there. I don't know if that workout ever ended up happening or it not. It didn't. We would have heard about it. Um, I'm sure we would have. However, I, I don't know. I think they just are sold on their guy Fultz. Now, let me ask you a question. You know, because we didn't talk about this before I came on here. Are you with me at all? Do you do you see my point? How do you how are you not considering Lonzo Ball? I absolutely see your point, and part of me would love them to take Lonzo Ball because I think that between him and Simmons and Embiid, it would be like the Showtime Lakers 2.0. They would just run down the court, and they'd be so lanky and long, and Dude. they would just be able to run past everybody and. And, and, and right now, like, Embiid is slowly becoming a national treasure through his social media uh, outreach Absolutely. and through his performance on the court. It might clearly. win him the Rookie of the Year. Exactly. Could have won it for him. Uh, it's still May, but we don't know. we got to wait and see. But what I'm trying to say is him and Lonzo Ball is a ton of star power. Absolutely. Dude, they would get so many ESPN ABC games. They would, but... It only means so much, and if it stunts the growth of Ben Simmons, and it could stunt the growth of Ball as well, and then it, it would just self-destruct upon itself. What do you mean, so those two playing with each other? Those two both needing the ball, and if they don't figure out how to play together, then it could just self-destruct. I do see, though, the other side where possibly Ben Simmons would drive to the hoop and Ball would be left at the three-point line wide open ready to bang the shot i mean his dad said he would be better than steph curry so if ball's better than steph curry or anything similar to or him. anything close him behind that three-point line is going to be very dangerous ben simmons is a driver obviously you have Embiid as a presence so they can't really work off him 
everybody's great at passing. I don't know. I, I think that ball really could work out, but I do see if you really love Fultz, if you think he's that D-Wade type, if you think he's that mm-hmm. Damian Lillard type, you never know. You go out, you take him. They right. do need the best scorer. They, po- uh, God look, knows. Look, point being, folks, all we're saying is we don't even know how it's not a th- We don't know how it's not a thought, how it's not a public discussion. You know, that's my only point. I don't even know how it's not being mentioned. It's weird to me. We'll, we'll jump back into some Sixers talk later. In this episode, we have the highly anticipated release of the power rankings of the top 32 South Philly socialites. Now, a lot goes into that. There's a few benchmarks that get you onto that list. Some of those benchmarks in no particular order are this. Have you been out and about in the party scene for a good time, for a good while now? You know, longevity. Do you have a social media presence? Are you active on social media? Do you have a good social media following? Are you funny on social media? Are you big baller brand? Are you out and about spending a lot of money at tables, buying clothes, great dinners, vacations, traveling? Have you gotten a lot of girls? A lot of good-looking girlfriends, a lot of good-looking flings, a lot, of, a lot of activity on that end. Are you a good person with a lot of friends, a lot of acquaintances? People want to hang out with you, have a good time with you, do different types of stuff. Do you miss a weekend or are you out every weekend? These are all the type of things that get you on the list. Do you have a big circle of friends and acquaintances from Philly to New York to Florida, all across the country, all across the world? These are all things that get you on the list. In no way, shape, or form is being on this list a um, form of disrespect. It's a form of respect. It's a form of acknowledgement. And it's a good thing. I've had multiple people ask me to be on this list. I've had multiple people saying they belong number one on this list. I am on the list. A good amount of friends are on this list. Acquaintances are on this list. Family is on this list. So in no way, shape, or form is this an insult. It's a compliment. It's a good thing. And you know, power rankings are ever-changing. You know, we know how ESPN, CBS, all the sports outlets, they always want to power rank baseball teams, football teams, basketball teams. They do that on a weekly basis. Am I right, Ben? Absolutely, Mark. They do a preseason power ranking. They do a weekly power ranking, a postseason power ranking, power rank drafts. They'll power rank whatever they can. So will we, apparently. And apparently so will we. We're power ranking the top 32 South Philly socialites. Gang, this has never been done before. This is going to be a fun one. I'm not going to give insight to every name on the list. I'm just going to rattle off the list and you discuss it as you want. If you weren't on the list this week, this month, maybe next week, next month, you'll be on there. Yeah, and if you hear your name, make sure you check your mailboxes. We'll be sending you a plaque soon. Yep, you're going to be receiving a plaque and uh, some 
documentation that you were on the inaugural power rankings list. Yeah. And you know, like when you send out resumes, Benny, sometimes they ask for your college transcript. They ask for very, this is like one of those things you could attach to your resume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything helps in these days, but this is a huge thing, guys. Definitely at that bottom category, you know, little extra, little extra pepper. Right. And unfortunately for you, you only know roughly a third of this list. Does that affect how you will, you know, how you'd enjoy this thing? No, I'm always in it for the ride, and I always like to meet new people. So, you know, uh, I'm sure I'll meet them somewhere along the way. Odds are I met you, and I probably just was too high to remember. Yeah, that's true. Look, you, you've partied with a few people on this list. Yeah, they might remember Benny Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, maybe. More than Benny Spielberg might remember them. So, uh, look, I am Mark L. Foltz, and when we get back from break, guys, On the Mark presents to you the inaugural power rankings of the top 32 South Philly socialites brought to you by Big Baller Brand. Who's better, LeVar or Michael Jordan? Ain't nobody thinking about no Dan LeVar. My sunrise on the darkest day Got me feeling some kind of way Make me want to savor every moment Slowly, slowly You fit me, tell me love how you put it on Got the only key, know how to turn it on The way you never lie, my ear, the only words I wanna hear Baby, take it slow so we can last long Tú, tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso Oh yeah Ya, ya me está gustando más de lo normal Todo mi sentido va pidiendo más Esto hay que tomarlo sin ningún apuro Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te perdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Quiero desnudarte a besos despacito You are now on the mark with the Justin Bieber podcast, your host, Marky Mark. Welcome back, gang. I am Markel Foltz with my co-host, Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg. And uh, we're about to unveil this list. And I'm getting a lot of text messages, Benny. A lot of nervous people out there wondering where they're going to fall on this thing. We did good, though. No leaks. The list never got leaked all week. It's like the Trump White House administration. No leaks. Yeah, well, we brought in some of Obama's Secret Service guys to watch it throughout the week. <laughs> Ex-Secret Service guys. Well, ex, absolutely. You know, the ones active are kind of busy right, nowadays. Right, right, right. Yeah. But before before we get into that, Mark, I just want to say your hair looks like Mark L. Fultz. I got to say, you're really spotting the same look. It's going to play well once they draft him. Yeah, my buddy Scafetta texted me uh, last week and said, uh, you got to go back to the Honey Badger look, the Odell Beckham, the Eminem look. You got to dye the hair blondie. I said, look, right now I'm going with the Joel Embiid, Gary and Conley, Markel Fultz look. I'm comfortable with it. I like it. And I'm 10 plus years older than all those guys, and we still got the same hair. Yeah, you know, I I'll, should get I should start doing some Rogaine commercials. The Rogaine should offer me a deal. Sit down with me, Rogaine. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk business. Let's broker a deal. Yeah, you might want to look in the mirror before you go to that deal because it needs a little work right now, Mark. It's a little but... crazy. It's raining outside. It's humid. 
I was wearing a hat earlier. Yeah. A bit of hat hair. Yeah, I can't stop looking at it. I gotta say. Yeah, it's it's like that Joel Embiid look. I'm ten years older than Joel Embiid. It looks like Markel Fultz. It really does. All right, good. It's fitting then. Yeah. I'm gonna get a Fultz jersey for for the hell of it. Hey, what do you always say? I don't know. What do I always say? We're ahead of the curve. We're always ahead of the curve. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. I don't know if we have enough listeners to realize it, but we are always ahead of the curve. They'll catch on one day. And everybody who knows me has always said that to me. Like I said, they'll catch on one day. Yeah, one day they will. Seriously. The masses will catch on one day. Yeah, absolutely. South Philly knows. A lot of South Philly knows. As our good friend Joey DiBello always says. He always says, Mark, you're going to have all the fame once you're dead. Yeah, you're one of them. I think I am one of them. Like my Instagram bio says, love me when I'm gone. Yeah, like Picasso or some shit. Yeah, like, like a Picasso, Andy Warhol kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think both of them might have been popular when they were alive, but some artists yeah, you, weren't. You get the point, though. You, the, get the, you see what I'm saying. There were guys at times where that happened, too. W- was it Van Gogh? The painter Van Gogh, who was Van famous? Gogh sounds proper. I mean, he yeah. cut off his own ear. It doesn't yeah. sound like things were going well for him. Deal. It doesn't sound like things were going well for right, him right. at the time. Right, right. There were some others. I, I can't think of specifics, but it's got to be one of those guys we just named. But I was thinking about changing my uh, Instagram uh, bio to uh, the great quote from my favorite movie, Predator. I don't got time to bleed. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love that quote, Benny. Ain't nobody got time for that one, man. Benny, play uh, play that clip for our, for our beautiful listeners. Yeah, sure. All right. I ain't got time to bleed. Now, with that segue, we are now going to release the list. Top 32, South Philly Socialites. And coming in at number 32, former mob wife, Natalie Guercio. I will you up and I will keep coming at you. VH1 product. Comes in at 32 on the On The Mark socialite list. All I know is that she's pulling my hair out and I'm going to rip this bitch's face off. Number 31. A request to be on the list, but I thought it was fitting. Sarah McCann. You just made the list! Number 30. A great guy. Charlie Emirates. Number 29. A new co-worker of mine, Nicole Cirillo. Gotta visit her at the Mushaloo gang. Make sure you tip your waitress. Number 28. Friend of the show, friend of mine, the great Jonathan Donnelly. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Number 27. One of the nicest people I know. A girl that worked at Benny the Bums during its prime. Worked at Xfinity Live during its prime. Maria Mancini. Number 26. Anthony Vanafro. Number 25. Taylor Dini. Is now on the list. Number 24, a guy who moved out of Philly, 
more than once for years at a time. But wherever he goes, he always represents South Philly and does it very well. And wherever he goes, he's always eating at the finest places. And when he comes back to Philly, he's always out on the scene. Whether he's dining at Paradiso or Del Frisco's or catching a Phillies game or at Chickies and Pete's. The hilarious Steve Rinaldi. Who, Benny, I don't know if you saw, but just uh, got th damn near 30,000 plus views on a stand-up bit he was doing up in New York. Talking about South Philly slang. I was going to say, how couldn't I see it? That thing was everywhere. It was. And, and you know, I didn't tell you this. I told Steve, and, and he said that his response was super simple. He said, that's great, buddy. I don't even know if he cared, but I thought it was a big deal. I'm in the sauna in the L.A. Fitness in Los Angeles. I'm in there. Guy sees my tattoos. He says to me, starts talking to me about Philly. He asks me if I've seen this clip going around Facebook. And at first I didn't know what he was talking about. And then he starts imitating it. And he starts telling me, you know, he, start, he starts quoting the entire clip. And I just kind of, now I know what he's talking about. I'm letting him go on and on. And he's laughing. He's like cracking up. He knew the whole clip word for word. Thank you. Now, the, the, the hardest transition for me bouncing from town to town is there's a lot of things that I say in my hometown of South Philadelphia. If I say it anywhere else in the country, people look at me like I got 15 heads. Uh, for instance, what, what's your name, my friend? Joey. Joey. Clap it up for Joey in the front row. Now, Joe, if you were to heckle me while I'm, while I'm up here or uh, disrespect me in some way, shape, or form, I wouldn't say that Joe's being rude. I wouldn't say that he's being disrespectful. In my neighborhood in South Philadelphia, I would say that Joe is jerking me off. You don't want to say that anywhere else in the country. And he says, do you, do you know that guy? I said, yeah, I do, I do know Steve. He was on the show, a show of mine before. We've hung out many a time. Great guy, great friend. There's no better guy around. He's going to be a very big deal one day. And this guy was a Dancing with the Stars instructor on Dancing with the Stars London. Wow. Yeah, I know. LA's crazy like that, Benny. You run into all different people in the uh, industry, the that movie, is, TV, music industry. That is that is wild. I uh, I'm not one for sauna conversations. I gotta say. Okay, if this helps. It, the conversation started in the sauna and leaked out onto the gym, into the gym. Like I said, I'm not one for sauna conversations. Well, you, you should be because you play music, your earphones become 500 degrees, your phone goes into protective heat mode, it's sure. too hot. So you can't utilize your phone or music, so what are you going to do? You might as well talk to people. I guess. I don't know. I just sit there with my eyes closed and enjoy the heat. Man, I see some disgusting, older, fat, naked men in those saunas and locker rooms, and it makes me sick. And you have conversations. No, them. not, no, no, no. You just said, what am I going to do? I'm going to talk to people. Not those guys. Okay. I literally look in the opposite direction of those guys, where I would do what you do and close my eyes. Yeah, closing your eyes is just the best one, you know. You just it's sit a, there, relax. It's a good tactic. But, I yeah. mean, this was a productive conversation. Well, yeah, sure. It worked out. Yeah, it did. 
turns out the, the kid was a he's not a kid he, he, I think he was about 36 37 years old he said originally from South Philly originally from 18th and Snyder God bless God bless moved out to LA about 15 years ago it sounded like and uh, doing well for himself he made it man. a lot of money in LA mm. a lot of money in LA it's a gold mine it's a gold mine it's a great place to be just look at the NFL sure so a lot of people out there man Number 23, Joey DiDonato. You just made the list! Number 22, my dear friend, Antonio Chima. Number 21, former guest of On The Mark. I feel like balls to guys are where boobs are to girls. The beloved X-Files segment of the show. Marissa Brunella. I'll only soak you with balls the size of eggs, not the size of sparkles. So, I mean, you're out, buddy. Number 20, Alana DiGiovanni. Number 19, dear friend and soon-to-be-married Franco Chima. What an epic bachelor party that was, Benny. I'm a big bachelor party guy. That's like me and my element right there. Yeah, dude. Day partying. All uh, about the darty. All about the day party. And it's a multiple day thing. And it's oh, just one yeah. big It's just one big blur. One big blur. Uh, Survival of the littest. The last bachelor party I went to, I averaged two packs of cigarettes Benny, each day. Benny, I had a cigarette in my mouth the entire time. I mean, it just goes together, bachelor parties and cigarettes. I think I got about 100 texts. Marky, you're coming home with lung cancer. Yeah. My mouth still yeah. tastes like a cigarette. No, I hear you. My throat is still itchy, and it was uh, months ago. Talking to girls, blowing cigarette smoke in their face. Yeah. Like a, like a chimney. Speaking I, think I, of, I think I had three cigarettes in my mouth at one point. Speaking of bachelor parties, one of the strippers I met down in Nashville is pregnant now. God Good. bless. Good. Is it, is it yours? No, not mine. Happy late Father's Day. Yeah. Happy yeah. soon to be late Father's Day. I got a dance, but nothing else happened. Oh, okay. We didn't go into that other room, Mark. Okay. All right. Good, clean fun. I mean, her and her sister are sweethearts, I got to say. Nashville's quaint, man. Vegas is quaint. It's a quaint town. It, Nashville is very, very cool, man. I, I was very impressed by the town. I highly recommend it. I was just impressed by how quaint Vegas was. Yeah, they're welcoming, man. Went sightseeing. Nice. All types of good, clean fun. You climbed a mountain. Number 18, Eric Royer. Number 17, dear friend and co-worker. And on the mark, Eagles insider, the great Stephen Spadaccini. Considering the Eagles' past history of never taking a running back in the first round and never making anyone happy is... Number 16, Lisa Vernaccio. Number 15, Markel Fultz. No, not the soon-to-be number one overall pick by the Sixers, but myself, number 15. In a year, that might change. Uh, in a week, that might change. Yeah. My... Uh, my panel of consultants that we use to form this list. Because, gang, I did not form this list on my own. A crew of consultants were utilized. 
Uh, number one, originally I did not have my name on the list. And then once the list was conceived, I just put myself at 32 for the hell of it. I knew I belonged on the list, but I'm not a self-serving person. I'm really not, despite what you may think. Um, so I put myself at 32. And then once the panel caught whim of the 32 ranking, they said, no, you got to be higher. Some said top 20, some said top 15, some said top 10. Look, I've been going out for a long time, Benny. You know that. I've been going out hard for 10 plus years. Sure. It shows. It, it's nothing to brag about yeah. for me. It's yeah. not what I always envisioned. Yeah. You know? Your hair says that you've been going out hard for the last 10 years. That's what your hair is telling me right now. Your Markel Fultz hair. Dude, a lot of people like this hair. I'm not saying anything bad. There's a thing in this studio. You, Tony Nicky Jr., a lot of guys that come into this studio, they like to bash my hair. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a running theme. You didn't see the sign by the door that says bash Mark's hair? Yeah. You missed that sign? Yeah, I guess I did. I guess I did. We may, we may need to get that sign down. Number 14, another good friend of mine, another guy who's been on the mark. A guy who goes to Noto and has a table every weekend, or down every weekend, and doesn't drink alcohol. Michael Pissarra. You just made the list! Certainly belongs on this list. I mean, to pay that type of money and not take a sip of alcohol, I don't know if I could physically do that. That's restraint that Benny Spielberg does not know. Yeah, I don't know that type of restraint either. That That's wild. That's wild, but that's good stuff. Good for him. Yeah, good for him is right. Number 13, one hilarious dude, Eric Scola. Number 12, Stephen Loke. Number 11, Rob Lemons. You just made the list! Number 10, Former guest of the show, good friend of mine, been on the show multiple times, knows how to throw a party, knows how to get a party going, DJ Johnny Luch. A snack was a honey crisp apple. Number nine, Thomas T.K. Kelly. T.K. sells Philly homes. Quite a character that guy is. Major mogul in the Philadelphia real estate in, uh, industry, Benny. Next time you're looking for another property, I got to put you in touch with TK. Thomas the Train? No. No, <laughs> just a hell of a real estate agent. Okay. Number eight. The highest ranking female on this list. Making women's history in the inaugural On The Mark Power Rankings South Philly Socialites list. Nadia Franzone. You just made the list! Number seven. A guy who I don't know if anybody in the world goes out more than currently. Lavish lunches, lavish dinners, a table in Noto, New York, AC, Every weekend. Sometimes multiple times. In fact, Benny, usually multiple times. Dago Dom Cassis. Number six. 
another guy, tables, great vacations, and a super nice dude, Michael Russo. Number five, a total class act and successful guy, Frankie Narducci. Number four, a guy who has tables every weekend. Not sure he's missed a weekend in over a decade. New shoes, designer clothes. I see this guy casually spend $200, $300 in the bocce on a Friday night or an NFL Sunday. Gary Sauce Gerace. You just made the list! Number three. A big time guy, Michael Emma. Number two, was just out in Vegas with this guy. Multiple tables every weekend. We'll walk into Down or Noto alone and get a table. Rob Soto. You just made the list! Oh no! And when we get back, gang, on the mark, we will reveal the number one South Philly socialite. And he will be calling in. You just made the list! Oh no! Uh... I had a dream. We were sipping whiskey neat. Highest floor of the Bowery. And I was high enough. Somewhere along the lines, we stopped seeing eye to eye. You were staying out all night, and I had enough. No, I don't wanna know where you've been or where you go. going, but I know I won't be home, and you'll be on your own. Who's gonna walk you through the dark side of the morning? Who's gonna rock you when the sun won't let you sleep? Who's waking up to drive you home? You are now back on the mark with Philadelphia's most eligible bachelor, Marky Mark. And now, with no further ado, it is my pleasure to announce the selection for the number one South Philly socialite. Rocco Chima. And I gotta say, gang, that's very fitting from what I witnessed out there in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, frankly, Rocco has had a hell of a career working for Q102 as a DJ, opening up five plus restaurants, fuel locations all over Philly, and now going to Jersey. Great food. But man, Benny, out in Vegas, I saw Rocco doing his thing, spent $15,000 in Dre's nightclub, then goes to the after-hours club, gets a table by himself with a magnum-sized bottle of Ace of Spades on a Saturday night. I mean, that's big baller brand if I ever heard it. 
Absolutely. That's what legends are made of. That's the type of shit legends are made of. Then, gets back to the Aria after Dre's after hours and plays Massive Hands of Blackjack. And then, we go to Wet Republic and have a table right in front of Tiesto and it was insanity that day too. That's a man just living for the thrill of it, man. My God, that was big baller brand. If, if I've ever seen it. And now he's going on tour in Italy with the Chainsmokers. I know I know Rocco's going to be thrilled about having the number one spot here. Benny, let's keep this real authentic. Let's call him right now. Let's get him on the line. Let's see what he's got to say. All right. Usually I would just set this up, Mark, but all right. Fire it right in. Yeah, I didn't want to schedule this. I talked to him the other day. Let's fire this right in. Let's keep this authentic. All right. You have reached the voicemail box of... Right, Benny. Looks like we're getting hit with a voicemail. We're going to have to leave a voicemail, Benny. Rock. Yo, Rocky. You've been selected. The number one overall pick. South Philly Socialites. You are now officially on the mark. You made history, Rocky. Give us a call back. Let's talk big baller brand. Let's talk Vegas. Let's talk Turkey. Get back to us as soon as you can, Rock. We're thrilled to have you on the list, man. A panel of experts deemed you number one. Good talk, Rock. I'm sure he'll get back to you soon. Yeah, Benny, he'll get back to us. Just another uh, fabulous on-the-mark interview right there. Yeah, well, congratulations, Rocco, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's another uh, addition to his illustrious resume. I mean, if the first 34 thought their plaque was going to be nice, God, Rocco should see what we're about to send him. Yeah. It's going to be a golden statue of himself for him to put in his driveway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, for the player reaction portion of the show, we give the number 28th ranked South Philly socialite Jonathan Donnelly a call. Benny, fire in a call to Jonathan. Please. Benny, patch him in for us. Yeah, next time, Benny, we'll try to get Rocco on Morris Code when he's over there in Italy. We'll send them letter by pigeon. I think they got the Da Vinci Code out there, Mark. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a thing. Let's get Tom Hanks on that. Legendary Raiders fan, Tom Hanks. Never knew that. Yeah, diehard Raiders fan. We'll talk about another Raiders fan later in the show. And we're calling Jonathan. The phone's ringing. Can we get an answer? Everybody wants to be on the mark, but they can't all be. Got to be on time to be on the mark. Yeah, you got to be timely. To an automatic voice message system. <laughs> Sounds like we're going to voicemail here again. We're going to leave another message. He's not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Johnny, I know you're out in Wildwood right now drinking uh, $3 beers, but give us a call back for our scheduled on-the-mark player reaction interview. Uh, 
we need to get this done, man. My phone's on 10%. I got no charger. Uh, give me a call back, man, so we can get you on this show. Thanks, Johnny. He'll call back. Oh, here, literally calling back. And literally calling back is Jonathan Donnelly. Johnny, you are now on the mark. The, 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 the power rankings were just revealed. You came in at 28. What are you thinking, Johnny? Uh, 28, I think it's a fair assessment. Uh, the longevity's there. You don't miss many weekends. I try to keep up uh, as best I can. You, you, get, you get your vacation time in. You get your Wildwood time in. I'm actually in Wildwood right now. Uh, me and... Uh, Steven Scott, I'm not sure if he's on that list or not. Uh, yes, Steve, Steven came in at 77. Oh, 77. 17. <laughs> oh, okay. What's the, uh, what's the scene like right now out there in a Wildwood? I'd imagine you're, uh, you're at Keenan's. We're, we're actually in Echoes, uh, ah. our bottles. Ah, um, I, th I thought you were pre-gaming at Keenan's. You hit Echoes around midnight, but that makes sense. Yeah, we got here a little early. Um, it's picking up a little bit. More of a college crowd right now. Sure. We're just hanging out. He's hanging out inside right now. Outside. Little drizzle. Sure. This uh, this weather's been been absolute dog shit. That's a good part about Wildwood that they don't let weather affect too much. Well, I was just gonna say that weather, bad inclement weather, doesn't affect a, a, a top thirty-two socialite. A top thirty-two socialite is out yeah, we, in rain. We, yeah, we battle the elements. We battle the elements. Top thirty-two socialites know how to battle the elements. What do you think of Rocky Chima coming in number one? Uh, it's not not that all that surprising. He's got the longevity. He's got the the popularity, the the following. Sure, yeah. certainly big baller brand. Part of the big baller brand. Absolutely. From uh, the, the Vegas stories I've heard. Absolutely. How yes, it's not that surprising. A, another name that caught some heat was Steve Rinaldi. People said, whoa, whoa, he moved out of South Philly a long time ago. But uh, I said, no, you know, he, he reps South Philly wherever he goes. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, he, he might be gone, but, uh, you know, he's still one of us. Right, and when he comes home, he's in Paradiso. He's in Del Frisco's. He's out and about. He's in a nightclub. He's doing yeah. his thing when he's back in Philly. Of course. And he's doing his thing when he's not in Philly. Which For... still has to count. I mean, he's from South Philly. Right, exactly. And that was one of the prerequisites. Born here, either lived here for a while, you know what I mean? So he, he right, fit right. the he he checked off enough of the prereqs. And he's got the, the the social media following. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the recent surge of the great Dago Dom Cassis brought him to what, number this, seven on the list. What do you make of that? Dom has put on a clinic the last couple of years. I mean, it's, 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 it's something like, uh, like Mike Trout in baseball. Dom's just been on a, uh, on a roll. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. He might be the Mike Trout of South Philadelphia. I mean, uh, granted, there might be a few screws loose up there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that goes that goes for many of us, John. Right, right. You know what I mean? A, a guy like Tom, though, he he literally defines the, the term no days off. Exactly, he does. Doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday or a Sunday. Oh, he, he's in that Ashton Cigar Bar. He's in that Gobo. He's out with Dario Sarge. 
Is that Noto on a Friday night? Is that Noto on a Wednesday night? I mean, any night they're open, he's there. There and getting tables too. Should I have done a honorable mentions portion of this list? Uh, nah, thirty-two's good. Now let me ask you a question: How often do you do you envision this list changing? I'd say to be on a six-month, year-to-year basis. Say every every six months, maybe a yearly thing. Yeah. Yeah, full year. Full year seems to sound right. Yeah, yeah six months isn't uh, enough time a year. Yeah. You gotta let things like you know age, relationships. Yes. Status. So let let yes, them, let that play money. itself out. Yes. Yeah. People could go on a six-month tear after a breakup. That doesn't right. mean that they're, you know, the truth. Right. You know. Some people just need their way of uh, breaking out of their shells, if you will. Sure. And look, if you're a big baller brand, six months doesn't prove much. Right. You need the longevity. You need the longevity. I came in at 15. Johnny, I didn't even want to be on the list. What are you making me at 15? That's a solid hold. I mean, it's a solid ranking for you. Uh, Fair? Yeah. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? That's what I said. Sure, why not? The longevity's there. Yeah. You know, you get your trips in. Underrated longevity. Some underrated trips. Yeah. People made a big deal. You're talking about a guy who who went to Vegas for, uh, I think, like three months recently, was it? Now, people make a big deal (laughs) about me being out in Vegas and L.A., and uh, they're texting me, messaging me. You're not still there, are you? They're texting me, messaging me. You didn't move there, did you? They're messaging me. So all this stuff. But here's the I thing. I was more worried about your mental and uh, physical health. Absolutely. Both came into question. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. I did the same exact thing two summers ago. See, people don't realize that. I did the same exact thing two summers ago. And I'm not... I, I... I actually don't recall that. Yeah. Oh, well, there's there's pictures to prove it. Uh, no, I mean, I, I take your word for it. Yeah, no, it, it happened two summers ago, and uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's how I like to take a trip. When I when I take a vacation, I like to really take a vacation. And uh, I think uh, it's, it's the way to do it. Spontaneity should count for something, too. Yeah, and I think that plays into this list a little bit. Those last-minute, spontaneous, yes. Why the hell not trips? Even last-minute. Which, uh, which speaking of, speaking of, I was, we were just talking with Spats. He was mentioning about Dollar Bottles Wednesday. I said to him, I, I, I can't work from home on Thursday. He said, Yeah, it's gonna have to be like a cousin night. So, be on the lookout uh, for yeah. that. Yeah, now I got demoted to a relief pitcher with him. <laughs> be on the lookout for that now, Tuesday. Now, Tuesday text. Okay, that's this Tuesday. Well, it'll be it'll be Wednesday, but he'll be texting you probably Tuesday. Fair, fair. Uh, can we get him on the line? He's actually inside right now. Does he with, dare? Uh, okay, okay. He's all with, he's he's preoccupied. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. No problem. Um, when you get back into the 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 gorgeous facility that is Echoes. Nightclub, bar, what have you. Run, run the thought by him. See if he wants to chip into the uh, post-ranking uh, player reaction segment.
I'll let him know when we get back in there. And pick his brain about Ocean City, Maryland. That has to happen. That's Vegas, oh, yeah. that's Vegas caliber fun for uh, half the price. Yeah. And, uh, a tenth of the price. A tenth of the price easily. <laughs> and zero thoughts about wardrobe and all that other type of nonsense. You don't need to do the pre-planning to go to Ocean nope. City, Maryland. Great in suit and tank top. Exactly, man. All right, Johnny. Thanks, All right, thanks for the contributions. You and we will, uh, we will be talking soon. All right, talk to you. And we are the Balor Club. All right. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so, Benny, speaking of big baller brand and having tables and partying hard, this, that, and the other, read an article today that Patriots tight end, Rob Gronkowski was out with his boys at the Foxwood Casinos up in that New England region in a nightclub in there. forget the name of the nightclub. had an Asian name, Japanese-style name, logo. Anyway, spent $102,000. Wow. Benny, the club was called Shrine. I don't know where I got a Japanese thing from, but the logo does have a Japanese thing going on, or at least it appears. Ten grand on Grey Goose they spent. Twenty-seven grand on Dom P. Rose. And eighteen grand on Ace of Spades Rose. Unbelievable. I feel like that's fiscally irresponsible, not just because of the money spent, but more because if you're willing to spend that money, you probably could have made a deal with the club for them to supply an unlimited amount of an open bar. Totally. And it you would have paid less than a hundred grand. Totally, it, you might have paid a hundred grand, but they paid more than a hundred hundred grand. Right. And I guarantee they could have worked out a deal for an open bar, and the bar would have lost money because they could have they outdrank their coverage. They could have worked out a, a promotion deal. They could have worked out a, a bottles deal. Um, look, it's not out of the question that this receipt is totally fake. And this is just massive uh, marketing scheme for this nightclub in a non-Vegas, non-AC, non-London casino. You know, Foxwoods isn't exactly like the premier partying casino in the world. Foxwoods has name recognition, but this only adds to it. Sure. You know, it's not Harris, it's not Caesars, it's not the Bellagio, the Borgata. Obviously, but it makes you wonder... You know, what if this wasn't Gronk? What if this was Odell Beckham? How many people would be shitting their pants over calling him immature and everything? But this is just Gronk being Gronk. Right. Well, look, and on the flip side of that, I would counter that with, yeah, but just look how Odell acts on the field and look at his antics and look at Gronk. When Gronk's between the, 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 the white paint, he goes hard and he's very professional and he's the best in the league at his position. Yeah, I love Gronk. Yeah. Don't get no, me wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying it seems like Gronk gets a pass, and I understand when people have the grievance and think Gronk does have a pass. No, yeah, yeah, don't. yeah. I think there's a racial element behind that. Absolutely. Gronk's uh, just the frat boy party boy. Right, right, exactly. And let's let's be honest, professional sports really doesn't have that. Yeah. That 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 stereotypical frat guy. Kind of like this, this almost movie character frat guy. But I'll so say it's kind of cool. I'll say this though: Gronk embraces it in a way that other guys like Odell don't. Odell 
when confronted with stuff will try and come up with a reason behind it yeah instead of just the truth like when gronk got asked why did he go to arizona he goes did you ever go to a pool party at arizona yeah yeah no doubt no doubt. gronk's honest in a way that odell would have never been honest right 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 and look gronk never took a vacation the week before a playoff game sure you know and then dropped and then dropped massive amounts of passes yeah in a winnable game a game they were winning i actually heard an interesting theory recently that it was the sea legs it wasn't the fact that they were out of town it was sea legs and it's true if you've been on a boat for a certain amount of time a few hours it affects you a few days later sometimes not to mention he's taking two and a half hour flights back and forth it just adds to the wear and tear sure absolutely and uh, you know gronk never skipped mini camps like beckham does either well, Gronk's usually hurt. Yeah, during right. Camps, but, not, but, but not always. I hear you. But no, not he's a... healthy this year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I uh, love the guy. No, I love him too. He's he's a uh, national treasure. So some funny uh, funny stuff happened in, on our social media account today, Benny, on the on the Mark Twitter account, okay. on the Mark Cast. If you're not following it, guys, uh, a tweet of ours that was from January fourth tweet of ours I don't know if this was by me or one of the interns the 76ers are the biggest joke in all of sports a supposed smart fan base buying into Hinky's rebuild which he never executed before look he never executed this rebuild anywhere where it was successful where it came to full fruition that's number one number two Hinky is not the GM and hasn't been the GM in what, Benny, over a year now? Sure. So that's that. number two. Number three, the Sixers gaining the number one overall pick right now proves absolutely nothing in terms of championship basketball. On the business side of basketball, it's pretty special. It's pretty cool. But celebrating off-seasons and celebrating championships are two totally different things. For sure. The Sixers have a point guard right now who missed all of his rookie season with question marks around his shot. They have a center who's a phenom but is always injured and was on time restrictions when he wasn't injured. And now they have a soon-to-be number one overall pick who won eight games in college. It doesn't exactly sound like the dream team, Benny. No, I mean, as much as I want to see it work out and as much as I see what they see and I see why they like what they have. You see the success of the business side of it. I see the potential yeah, that they have. I totally. see I see what they see in these guys right. and these pieces. And there's let having, me just cut you yeah. off real quick. I'm sorry. There's a difference between the projection and the reality. So when you talk about building a team and you, you try to plug these holes through the draft, you're plug you're plugging these holes with the notion and projection of what the player could be. And will be, and you should develop him to be. But as we all know in professional sports, and even from high school to college, the player is not always what you project. So that's where the difference comes in. Absolutely. And what I was getting at is 
it just feels as if the narrative makes more sense for the Sixers to have failed in this. Yeah. Would they they trust injury-ridden players and players that pr- are proven not to make their team winners. Right. And at the end of the day, that narrative does not add up to championships and, usually and, as much as I wish and hope that it does. Right. And, and here's the other thing. In that whole thing, we don't even mention Jaleel Okafor, who is a hell of a talent, but also fits in that category, doesn't really make his team a winner. Talk about a guy who looked uninterested last year. Absolutely. I saw a lot of dog in him last year. And when I say dog, I don't mean it in a good way. No, I I mean, mean, there was one replay. Uninterested guy. Yeah, there was one replay. He had a point guard drive right at him, take a shot over him. Have a rebound be boarded yeah, yeah, over him, he looked, and he literally was turning around in circles. Didn't even put a hand up. He didn't even put a hand up. I know. And there were three shots and two rebound opportunities right around him, and he never once even put a hand up. I know. I know. It it doesn't it doesn't take much to show effort, I but know. it just put a hand up. And you would think, like, having a great player around him, like Embiid, you would think he would be saying to himself, hey, let me win the affection of the fans like Joel did. Let me show them that I could compete and battle and make this team a winner. But it had, like, the opposite effect. He became uninterested. Sure, and given he has played on a team that's been absolutely horrible and wanting to lose the last few years, so at the end of the day... How much can I really blame you for not wanting to go full effort when the team itself is telling its players that they don't want you to go full effort and win? So uh, there's a little bit of that too because part of me feels that if the team does reach at least part of its potential and become a top four seed in the East and fight for a division championship and maybe even fight for an East championship, who knows? Yeah, right, right. I, I want to think that the winner in him, the Duke player in him, the guy that got a scholarship to Duke, has enough Won a fight. national championship at Duke, right? Absolutely. Has enough fight to actually want to play in meaningful big games on a well, good team. Fight. He apparently doesn't. He has the ability, though. He yeah. has the ability. Yeah, he some just guys, doesn't put it all together. Listen, some guys are just lazy. Some guys get paid and just don't give a shit right but i truly think that if the team is winning and there's uh, they talk about culture in the nba but in all honesty the sixers have had a losing culture the last four years but admitted to wanting a losing culture they have no problem with that so i can see you know when you get brought in that system and they still say there's a few more years of losing what am i really going to work that yeah. hard for but if there's a good team around them and meaningful games that he's in I want to think that the competitor in him steps up and breaches his potential, and hopefully the team reaches their potential. So before I went to uh, Vegas, before I went on that trip, I had to stop at Best Buy. I forget what I was grabbing, a charger, or I, I don't remember, a uh, phone case, what have you. Who's in Best Buy? Who do I see in the parking lot? Al Michaels. You believe in miracles? Yes! Yeah, Al Michaels. Our dear friend Al Michaels. Uh... Jaleel Okafor. Oh, wow. And he was with his dad. And he don't impress me. I'm not one to get starstruck easily. I said, yo, Big Ja, good luck this season. That's all I said. Because that's what he needs at this point. Absolutely. Encouragement. Encouragement. You know, it's not, hey, I think you're a great player. This, that. Yo, good luck this year. 
if it don't work out, they're shipping your ass to Utah or wherever else. When Briz lost the Flyers their season that one year, I saw him at Wegmans the next day, said hi, and wished him luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't even know what he looked like. Yeah, uh, Jaleel was with his dad, had a sick Mercedes-Benz, and you know the license plate holder, Beverly Hills Mercedes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's kind of... Kind Probably on his way to the nearest Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, right, right, right. I, I know he frequents the Cheesecake Factory. Him and oh, his posse are big yeah, fans of the Cheesecake Factory. The cheesecake Factory. Why you gotta fight with me at Cheesecake? You know I love to go there. That's funny. Speaking of professional athletes in Vegas, this, that, and the other, so beyond excited for Mayweather, McGregor, finally booked, must-see TV, uh, many will call it a circus act, but let's call it what it is, Vegas, boxing, there's not enough buzz around it these days. Uh, the UFC, in a lot of ways, has overtook boxing, so this brings the buzz back. Uh, Mayweather, heavy favorite, what, he's about damn near 40, if not 40. McGregor's like 26, 28, something in there, huge age difference. Um... The war of words is going to be awesome. The weigh-in and press conferences are going to be awesome. Like I say, it's a circus act, but the whole thing has a nice Super Bowl feel to it. I'm super excited for it. Well, I couldn't be any more excited to be out there for it. Luckily, we had our inside source before it was announced tell us the exact dates. We got Penthouse Suites, yep. Marky, for about a tenth of the price of what they're yeah, going for the, now. The price has tripled. We got a Penthouse Suite at the Bellagio. For the same price that you're getting a two-bedroom now. Yeah, man. The prices went through the roof. Uh, it's going to be an insane, insane weekend. Even if you aren't going to the actual fight, it's going to be electric out there. Yeah, it's very exciting. And, you know, the fight itself is probably going to ultimately be relatively boring. McGregor's going to try and come out and land a few big punches. It's his only shot. I, Mayweather's going to dance around him. Roger could land more punches than Connor's going to be able to land. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I do know. Mayweather's going to dance around him. And the pr thing is, I don't think Mayweather has the power to knock out McGregor. Yeah. I truly don't. And everybody's talking about, oh, but a boxing match is so much longer, so many more rounds. The reason is because these UFC fights, these guys are on the ground right. using every bit of strength and every uh, just to hold on to these guys right, right. for grappling them for a minute and a half. Try doing that and see how tired you are. You know what's That's a, not boxing. The funny thing to me is doesn't uh, Mayweather fight at 150 and McGregor fights at like 170? McGregor can fight at a few weights. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like when he fought Diaz, he had to go up in weight. Sure. But then he, for the next fight after Diaz, I forget who it was, he went down. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wonder how much of a factor that will play. I wonder if there will be any, you know, or what type of in-ring antics there will be. I mean, this is risk it all money as far as I'm concerned, this Mayweather bet. Yeah. I mean, I know it's expensive. I, I, my, my guy's got it at minus 700-something, but God... Yeah. Is that just free money? It's absolutely free money. But I'll tell you, if you're not gonna, if you're not willing to risk that much, I think the smart money is over nine and a half rounds. Right now, it's plus one forty-five where I got it. 
And that's that's good money because odds are Mayweather in the distance is what's going to happen. I don't think May Floyd can knock down McGregor. Maybe knock him down, but definitely not knock him out. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no doubt about it. McGregor's a very tough dude. This is what Mayweather does, though. This is his profession that he's done since he was 10 years old, basically. He was an Olympic boxer. This is what he does. It's not what McGregor does. It's another yeah. unfair fight. It's typical Floyd Mayweather, and I'm a money team guy. I don't yeah. give, I don't give a you know I don't give a shit. I'm a money team guy. Always have been. But this is what he does. He picks the time. He picks the place. He picks the opponent. He picks everything. Yeah. And then he dominates. Yeah. Then he dances around for right. He's a Olympic style point based boxer. Defensive mastermind, arguably, not even arguably at this point, the best defensive boxer of all time. Hell of an athlete, hell of an entertainer. Uh, his fights have been boring as sin the past, I don't know, five years. Every single thing Connor throws, Floyd's going to be seeing from a mile away. He's going to be moving out of the way before Connor's fist is even past his shoulder. Yeah, that, it, that's, it, that's, I, I agree. I agree. The only thing is. In a sport where punches are thrown, nothing is guaranteed. Absolutely. So that's the only thing. My worry about the nine and a half rounds is not that somebody gets knocked out. It's that more than likely Conor McGregor's face can't handle jabs. Yeah, 12 oh, rounds of jabs. That's a big deal too. Yeah. And it puffs up. Yeah, that's and he, a big deal. And he bleeds out. And before you know no, it, the fight stops because he can't see out either eye. Dude, who was the, the, guy, the other guy from Ireland that Mayweather put through to ring buckle? War, not Ward, uh, Walsh. Mickey oh, Ward? No, not Mickey Ward. That's the, the next fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, hey, Mayweather's getting up there in age. Could be like that Stallone De Niro movie, Grudge Match. Yeah, they send Mark Wahlberg out there. Yeah, right. Connor doesn't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, well, look, Mayweather is going to pick the easiest opponents possible. He made Pacquiao wait 10 years to fight. So. What's Mickey Ward's crackhead brother doing nowadays? Christian Bale? Christian Bale might uh, be on the short list of contenders. Well, if he's got to fight Batman, then I'm, I don't know what. I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. They're both very fast. I'm Batman. Yeah, I mean, and you know Mayweather loves this, because if he wins this fight, he gets the 50, you know. It was bound to come. No matter who he was going to fight, he was fighting a 50th time. Like It's it's the softest 50, you know, of all time. Yeah, sure. But it's 50 and 0, man. Yeah, regardless, whatever. It, once again, it's a success on the business side of things. Yeah. Kind of like the Sixers. Seeing a lot of success on the business and strategic end. Not seeing a ton of success uh, on the court for them. Fortunately for Floyd, boxing isn't a team sport. Yeah, Floyd made The guy well. I was thinking about was Ricky Hatton. Oh, yeah. That was in 2007. Oh, yeah. Mayweather put him through a ring buckle. Sure. I remember that one. I had money on Mayweather. That's what I think this fight could look like. I mean, Floyd Mayweather's going to win the fight, and it's not even fair. It it truly isn't fair. Mayweather's opponents are so lackluster and boring. Fought Oscar De La Hoya when De La Hoya was old as hell. Yeah. Shane Mosley when Mosley was old as hell. Pacquiao when Pacquiao was old as hell. 
Well, you can't blame him for being around in the era that he was. No, yeah, that's out of his control, because I guess. And there's not we much. We don't produce boxers anymore. No, there's not much talent in the boxing world. Because Lord knows, parents don't even want their kids to play football anymore. Marky, uh, uh, during Father's Day, I was at a picnic, a little family picnic, and I heard part of my family telling a story about how her little son, probably like eight years old, was playing baseball at this team picnic, and when he plays. In the field, they always make them wear that chest vest now that they give all these kids. So the ball doesn't hit them in the chest. Well, that's beyond bogus. But, God forbid, he was at a picnic, so his mom's not going to make him wear it. Lord knows, of course, this kid can't catch a fly ball. Drills him directly in the chest. Kid was fine. Literally nothing happened to him. He just took a ball to the chest. They were talking as if they spent the last three weeks in the hospital yeah. because of this ball. Uh, causing something with his heart, well, the an, way they were talking. These an, parents... He's an early candidate for CTE testing. Listen, absolutely. These parents don't even want their kids playing baseball without full equipment on, let alone becoming a boxer. Yeah, yeah There's no, no right. talent no, going I, into the boxing no, field. The, there's no feeder pool. No, you have a better chance of parents wanting them to be UFC fighters nowadays. Yeah, good point. Just because of the fact that while it's brutal... It's a full combat. You're not just yeah, taking true. punches to the head true. every true. single time. People, uh, it's funny. People, the media don't reminisce or discuss or talk about Mayweather serving 87 days in the Clark County Detention Center in Las Vegas for domestic abuse. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Benny. When goes... I was out there, it was not out of the question that I was going to end up in the Clark County Detention Center. Not for domestic abuse, of course, but for a myriad of other possibilities. Yeah, I don't know if your odds were uh, as crazy as Mayweather's odds in this fight, but they were definitely minus 350-ish. Mayweather's so bogus. He fought Marcos Medina twice. What a joke. That's not good theater. Those fights were so bogus, and everybody knew it, that right after the Medina fights, he had to come back and fight Pacquiao. I mean, it's literally free money every time he fights because he doesn't lose because he know he doesn't pick a guy he can lose to. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. if he fought Canelo Alvarez again, he probably would get his shit kicked in at this point. But he's not going to do that. Here's some funny info. Mayweather Promotions has already filed for trademarks of TBE50, which means the best ever 50, 50 for 50th win, and TMT50. The money team 50 once again you know for the 50th win well we can't bash them for trademark no, things. we got it's about cool. 3,000 trademarks on this thing yeah no I know ain't that the truth 3,000 and counting hashtag anti ESPN yeah trademarked hashtag on the mark hashtag on the mark cast trademark trademark now the hashtag that got us all those retweets today was from that gutless coward Spike Eskin. The worst. RT Armageddon was the hashtag. Yeah. It was trending on Twitter. Literally. It was the number five trending Twitter topic. And what it was was all the hipster and yuppie Sixer fan geeks that are out and about now. Nerd alert! were scouring Twitter for old tweets talking about how shitty the Sixers were, as if the Sixers just won the championship. Yeah. And they were, like, coming at us and coming at anybody who tweeted poor things about the Sixers. Now, who wouldn't tweet poor things 
about one of the worst teams in a sport. Sounds to me like they were tweeting some very famous, some very well-respected people all and, day today. And shows, yes. Yeah, because everybody respected in the basketball community has tweeted bad things about the Sixers in Ex the last few years. Exactly. In fact, if you weren't tweeting bad things about the Sixers, then you probably weren't tweeting anything about the Sixers. Right, exactly. Exactly. What positives were there? Absolutely. Philadelphia, the city of the triple tank. Yeah. Find, I find that funny. Too. Yeah, perfect. The Sixers, the only team that blatantly tanked maybe in sports history. I, I wouldn't say the only one. There's definitely been a few. And, you know, people want to come at me about being a Sixers guy, this, that, and the other. I was a huge Sixers fan when they were for real. Sure. Croce and Larry Brown and Iverson. And even when Billy King stuck around. Aaron McKee for three. Yeah, right. Yes. You know, I my second tattoo was a Sixers tattoo. Sure. Sixers inspired logo tattoo. So don't talk to me about being a Sixers fan. These hipster dorks who want to get on the bandwagon because they think it's cool to be a diehard for a shitty team that does something different. Analytics. Sure. You know, analytics don't tell you that Jaleel Okafor is a bum. They don't tell you that he's got a lot of dog in him. I'm pretty sure the analytics tell you Jaleel Okafor's a bum just as much as watching it. But I agree. I get your point. Sometimes Analytic they don't tell the story. And on the positive, analytics don't tell the story about the moxie and balls that a T.J. McConnell plays with. Absolutely. And I'm not saying T.J. McConnell's the starting point guard for a championship team, but he could be a part of a championship roster. Absolutely. That man has total scrap in him, but in a good way. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you need guys like that. You need grit in a sports locker room. Old school basketball, man. Yeah. And look, it's it stands true in the NFL and it stands true in baseball and hockey. You need gritty guys. And I'll tell you what, it, during the regular season, the NBA might be soft as hell. but And maybe even the first round or two of the playoffs. Yeah, but once you get to the conference yeah, championship and especially the finals, if you want to build a championship team, you need grit. And you need toughness because you're going to get pushed around come finals time if you don't have that grit and toughness. Look at Golden State. They had to add Kevin Durant to add a little grit and toughness. They had Absolutely. to add some size yeah. to get a little grit and toughness in order to beat Cleveland because that's really what they got well, killed on two years ago. And in all honesty, the Pachulia edition. Sure. Pachulia took out Kawhi Leonard. He's a dirty player. Many called it a dirty play. It probably was. Even JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Yeah. He's a goofball, but he added, like, some toughness to them. Yeah, when you have a guy with a rat tail, it really sends a message that you don't give a fuck. Exactly. And, look, a lot of people hate him. My favorite player on that team is Draymond Green. Sure. I mean, I love Draymond. There are a lot of players on that team, and Draymond's probably the number one that, if he was on a different team, I'd absolutely love him so much more. But the fact that he's on a team that I just hate in general... I kind of dislike him more and more. But, yeah, he, he's Dennis Rodman 2.0. Yeah, he's got a and lot I of love Dennis the Rodman in him. I love the worm. Totally. Meanwhile, did you see Dennis Rodman was in North Korea again? Funny you said the worm because I was watching Rounders today. Oh, Ed yeah. Morton, yeah. Worm. Great movie, absolutely. What a good movie. Yeah, John he's a real cocksucker in that movie. Oh, isn't he Ed a snake? Ugh. The oh worst. man, what a snake! Oh, uh, when he fucks up with those cops in oh that cop God. game, ah, uh, it's just like so you want to kill him. So bad. Oh uh, yeah. I how he ate a hot dog in that movie yeah. in front of the hot dog stand. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It weirded me out. No, I hear you. 
Shit like that, I pay attention to. I do too. I do too. I got a long list of them, man. Oh, and there's a scene in that movie where he's eating chopsticks, eating Chinese food out of the carton with chopsticks, and it weirded me the fuck out. Okay. I never eat Chinese food out of the carton, and especially with chopsticks. I can tell you the only, okay, the only ones I do, absolutely, I will eat a noodle out of a carton. What's that, lo mein? So like a lo mein. Yeah. I always eat out of the carton. Yeah. And even sometimes like a leftover pork fried rice. Yeah, when it's or cold. Or like shrimp fried rice, yeah, something like cold. that. Well, you know, I usually like to heat it up because sometimes that rice, it gets tough Harder. when it's cold. Yeah, 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 good point. But, uh, yeah, and the trick, you put a little bit of water on the bottom when you microwave it. Yeah, that gets the, the rice back to yeah, life. To life. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But to get back to the worm, Dennis Rodman, the worm, uh-huh. he visited North Korea again and gave a present to Kim Jong-il or to be passed down to him mm-hmm. or Un or whatever. Kim Jong is in charge of right. that country and now. Don't get us in trouble with this country. Uh, yeah, well, they're kidnapping and killing people. Man. Well, let's hope they're not coming after us. All I'm saying is Dennis Rodman gifted them Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. That is hilarious. Yeah, him and I believe his pink nail polish at the time or green nail polish at the time. That is unbelievable. That's real. That's, that's unbelievable. That's the world we're living in. I cannot believe that he consistently travels to North Korea like that. He's like our ambassador out there. Yeah. He's like the one guy that's our keeping them from not ambassador. Yeah, there's a theory that he's a double agent and that he's just playing both sides of the ball. I could see that. So that if they somehow took over and won, he would still be in a fine position. Just like in the NBA. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be the one American that it's he pl- accepted he in both there. sides of the ball in the NBA, too. I mean, he was the man. Yeah, I know. Led rebounding for like eight straight years, no, maybe was, even longer. He was beyond cool. Yeah. Even in the WCW. And he would fuck Carmen Electra. Gotta give it to the guy. Are they divorced? Oh, I mean, they were divorced way back in the day, I would assume. Cool 90s couple. Yeah, absolutely. Before interracial couples were in vogue, guys. Sure. Before interracial couples were the new media darlings, they were doing it, and it yeah. wasn't talked about. Absolutely. Kim Kardashian didn't invent it, gang. How bitter is Carmen Electra for that? She'd be like, hey, I was the first like famous interracial couple, one of the first. I don't know about the first. But no, 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 but like they were in, big in, time, in yeah. the present day. Yeah, they were big time. I mean, she was on Baywatch. Baywatch oh, is yeah. big nowadays, too. Yeah. She should have made a comeback. I don't, I didn't see that movie, but I I, I hope she made it. an appearance. I'm a Zac Efron fan. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's got good comedic timing. He does. No, hey, I'm Batman. The material isn't exactly there, but the timing is there. The frat guy swag is there. Uh, yeah, that scene in Neighbors. I think I like the neighbors. frat guy swag because I'm totally not a frat guy. Okay. So I respect okay. it. See, that scene in Neighbors where they were all different Robert De Niro's yeah. absolutely cracked me up. We're throwing a Robert De Niro party. Oh. Should be pretty fucking loud. Probably going to go pretty fucking late, too. I'm a taxi driver, De Niro. Yeah, I meet the fuck is De Niro. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. In fact, Benny, when I had you in the bocce, a couple of the girls said to me, what is he, like a frat guy? I am a frat guy. And I said, yeah, uh, basically. Founding father, <laughs> actually, old school style. Yeah, yeah, you, you're Will Ferrell. Kind of look like Will Ferrell. Honey, do you think KFC's still open? <laughs> I, I've gotten that a lot. Yeah, you kind of do look. Or, also uh, get uh, Lip from Shameless. Yeah, just a little bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Taller. 
sure. bigger. Yeah. Um, and then if you look like Will Ferrell, you automatically look like Chad. Uh, what's his face? The drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, uh, well, sure. I'll take that also. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> Call me anything you want, guys. Uh, but look, Spike Eskin, I want you to get on the show. I want you to talk Sixers basketball with us, or we'll come on your podcast, one or the other. It'll be the battle of the podcasts. You can glorify the Sixers however you want. Um, winners win, losers lose. That's the bottom line. Professional sports. Yes, the business aspect is nice. Yes, the business aspect is fun to follow. At the end of the day, it's about winners and losers. Is there a last name more universally hated in Philly than Eskin? I love the King. I'm a huge Howard Eskin guy. Yo, King. You nitwit. <laughs> you nitwit. Him in his mink coat. Uh, no, I love his uh, love his opinions usually. Just don't like how he always favored the Eagles over the Phillies. The Phillies were at the peak of their reign for five, six years, and he would be still talking about the mediocre Eagles that you knew were never going to win anything. As far as Howard Eskin and the Eagles go, he's the king of the sorrow suckers, man. You could be the queen of the groupies, queen of the sorrow suckers. Oh, God. i got to put together a band of sorrow suckers. Sorrow suckers? I, I don't know why I call them that. I think I know who I want the queen to be, too. Oh, yeah? Well, it's always good to uh, have a list, Marky. Yeah, of course. And when you have that list, you get a buzz. And when you get a buzz, you get ratings. And when you get ratings, you get power. Yeah. I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, gang... It's a wrap for this one. I hope you enjoyed the list. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you cried a little bit. I hope you're ready to see what your Sixers do. NFL right around the corner. You will be hearing back from us shortly. For Markel Fultz, for Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg, good night, cruel world. You just made the list! no. you to the summer wind the autumn wind and the winter winds they have come and gone still the days those lonely days they go on and on and guess who sighs summer wind The summer wind Warm summer wind The summer wind This is On The Mark service announcement. Please do not miss next week's highly anticipated episode. Hey, did you tell Sloan I said what up again? <laughs>